during these morning periods, uh, we'll be offering, usually at the beginning of the period, some instructions, um, a little Dharma talk kind of in the morning, and then um, a little Dharmet, as Gil calls them. And then we'll do a guided meditation, and some mornings we'll have an opportunity for some questions. Other mornings we'll just stay silent. This morning I thought I'd like to talk a little bit about um, working with some objects that are particularly challenging. Um, In these first days of retreat, often people experience sleepiness, is, a, is often a big thing that's happening. Sometimes restlessness, sleepiness and restlessness can kind of go hand in hand, paradoxically. Um, and so I thought I'd, t- I'd talk a little bit about, about this. You know, at first when we're meditating, we, we resist the sleepiness. We, um, we don't like it. We think it's a problem. And um, we fight it. You know, we, we fight it, and, and many times after people have been meditating for a while, they stop fighting it, they stop giving themselves a hard time, and yet perhaps they're not necessarily being aware of the sleepiness. It's more that it's like, okay, just kind of surrender. We, we sometimes can just surrender to the sleepiness, and just it's not, it's not that we're giving ourselves a hard time, but we're also not particularly trying to be aware of it. And so I'd like to explore this middle ground, a middle ground between, you know, a place of having a, a conflicted relationship with sleepiness where we're fighting it and struggling with it and having a relationship with sleepiness where we're kind of giving into it, not giving ourselves a hard time, but just kind of drifting into sleep and then being present when we wake up and then drifting into sleep. Both of these um, approaches have the underlying belief or attitude that it's not possible to be mindful when we're sleepy. And um, this is, uh, I mean, how many of you have had the thought, I'm too sleepy to meditate? (laughs) So what I'd like to propose is if you can have that thought, if if you can have that thought and know that you're having that thought, you have enough mindfulness to be aware of sleepiness. So let that thought be a signal to you. You know, it's not, it's not that you have to say, you know, um, I need to fight the sleepiness and try to stop the sleepiness. But it also doesn't have to be this giving in to the sleepiness either. So uh, this middle ground, this middle way of exploring sleepiness itself um, just a couple bits about this, uh, a couple key bits. One is that um, um, often when we're sleepy, if we're trying to be mindful, uh, we do resist the sleepiness because we have this underlying idea that we can't be mindful when we're sleepy. So that, that, that belief is operating. It's actually delusion. You know, that belief is operating that we can't be mindful while we're sleepy. And... Um, um, that gives us either the sense of resistance or the sense of giving in. So um, when we're resisting sleepiness, one, one piece to just know is that when we're resisting sleepiness, the experience of sleepiness tends to be really unpleasant. 
tends to not feel good. You know, we're fighting it, and it, it doesn't feel good. You know, it's like you just want to let go and give in to that sleepiness, and we're fighting it, and we're not supposed to be sleepy. And it, it, there's an unpleasant quality when we're resisting the sleepiness. If we stop resisting the sleepiness, the experience of sleepiness actually feels really good. And often that's where we get pulled into it. You know, it feels good. We kind of sink into the sleepiness. And so this, the middle ground of being aware kind of allows us to open up to the experience, the the sensations, the pleasantness of sleepiness and be aware of it at the same time. So often what we're doing when we're sleepy, when we're trying to be mindful when we're sleepy, is we have an agenda to pick an object to be aware of, an experience to be aware of. Like we're trying to, to see our experience through the sleepiness. That's kind of like, um, it's like a mirror in the bathroom. Um, you know, mirror, mirror, mirror is a great analogy for mindfulness, actually. The mirror will reflect anything. And it doesn't care what it reflects. It reflects beautiful things. It reflects ugly things. So it just reflects it does its job, and the mirror itself, the reflecting power of the mirror is not changed, not impacted by what it reflects. Very similar with mindfulness. Mindfulness, this, this non-reactive mindfulness can be very simple and just reflect experience and not be impacted. That non-reactive mindfulness does not, is not necessarily impacted by what it knows. It just knows. It knows pleasant things. It knows unpleasant things. Now, when that mirror is coated with steam, we may be standing in front of that mirror and think, this mirror is not doing its job. It's not reflecting what's in the room. And yet we know, just knowing how mirrors work, the mirror is actually doing its job perfectly. It's reflecting every drop of water on that mirror. It's just not doing the job we want it to do. And very similarly, when the mind is sleepy and we're, we're attempting to be mindful, usually we have some agenda of what we want to be mindful of. We want to pay attention to some body sensation or uh, notice the breath or notice the sound. So we're, we're, we're subtly trying to pick some object to be aware of when what the mind is actually very naturally doing is simply knowing sleepiness. So there's that possibility of being aware of what the experience of sleepiness is. Sometimes the uh, awareness, the awareness of that is just enough to keep you awake enough to be present for the experience. To be present for this experience of sleepiness. I remember on one retreat, I was very sleepy and I was just allowing and watching the sleepiness and I felt it descend in waves. There was like a wave through the body of the body getting really relaxed. And then there was a wave through the mind of the mind kind of going into this very pleasant state. You know the state, you know, right before you fall asleep. (laughs) Really pleasant experience. Very present for all of that. And then at some point, I would fall, I would drop. 
And then that would wake me up and I would just allow the process to happen all over again. At some point, watching that over and over again in a sitting, the mind got very familiar with that moment just before falling asleep. And I, the mind could tell that it was about ready to fall asleep. It got so familiar with that that state of mind that it knew right before it was going to fall asleep. And in that moment, instead of letting myself fall asleep, I could just straighten my spine a little bit. That brought enough energy to uh, not move into, not fall asleep. And then I just let it happen all over again. It was like the best, most fun meditation. <laughs> it felt so good. It was, it was fun to watch. It was uh, really interesting to explore. And so I just give you this encouragement. It's possible. It's possible to be mindful of sleepiness. Now, if you find yourself more like this, like for minutes at a time, then it's probably a good idea to stand up, open your eyes, you know, do something to um, bring some energy to the system. But you don't have to fight the sleepiness. With restlessness, the energy in the body can be really jarring, uh, almost like jumping beans in the body or uh, the mind kind of spinning. There's mental restlessness and physical restlessness, both. Um, and just as a, a brief exploration of this, you know, sometimes we either, we either, again, it's kind of these two options, we think. Either it's like just let the let the body and mind kind of do its thing and and just be miserable about it um or we try to like narrow in on what are we looking at and what i've seen is kind of a a really really broad approach just like let the let the awareness get big let and let the restlessness get as big as it wants to so it's sometimes when we're trying to observe something like restlessness there's a kind of a way in which it is trying to contain the restlessness, almost control it in order to observe it. Let it be as big as it wants to. Let the mind be really broad. It's kind of an expansive sense of noticing the experience of restlessness rather than trying to narrow down and be precise about what you're noticing about the restlessness. Again, just a really, you know, Brought. I, I, this, I keep doing this movement. It's like, you know, just settle back. Ride the energetic wave of restlessness. And notice the attitude. Notice if there's the, you know, always with sleepiness, with restlessness, check the attitude. Is there an idea? This is not possible. This is not, this is not what's supposed to be happening. I can't be mindful of this. Check the attitude. A liking, a not liking. You know, often with restlessness, it's a not liking. Notice the attitude. Allow yourself to recognize that as part of the experience. Sometimes it's, it's just, sometimes just simply recognizing the attitude. And this is an important part of checking the attitude, how when we can see the attitude that's driving our experience, or, you know, if like, there's this restlessness and we don't like it, or there's this restlessness and there's a subtle trying to control it through observing it. It's like, oh, there's restlessness. 
and there's wanting to control it. And almost as soon as that's seen, there, there sometimes is a shift of our relationship to the experience. There's a shift of the experience of restlessness no longer being quite so much of a struggle because the attitude is now seen. Rather than trying to control the restlessness in that subtle way, it's like, oh, there's restlessness, and wow, this is what it feels like to feel like out of control. Ooh. So check the attitude. And then just a little bit around thoughts. I think in a few days I'll actually do a talk more related to working with thoughts. Um, But thoughts are often a place where, again, it's another object that people sometimes feel like it's not possible to be mindful while thinking. And fortunately, that's not true. Fortunately for our daily lives, that's not true because we do have to think in our daily lives. And uh, if it were not possible to be mindful while thinking, it would be like there would be whole chunks of our daily lives that would be off limits and not possible to be mindful of. But we do have a conflicted relationship to our thoughts. Not only in meditation, and apparently not only meditators have conflicted relationship to their thoughts. I just read this study. It was published... uh, This is July 3rd, so earlier this month. The title of the study. People would rather be electrically shocked than left alone with their thoughts. (laughs) Do you relate? (laughs) Here's the study. Student volunteers and community members were asked to take part in thinking periods. Individuals were placed in sparsely furnished rooms and asked to put away their belongings, such as cell phones and pens. They were then given one of two uh, suggestions. Either think about whatever you want or pick something like going out to eat or playing a sport, and they planned how to think during that period. Six to 15 minutes of thinking in this study. Afterwards, they were asked to rate their experience, and the vast majority of people did not like the experience. Um, many people rated, put, gave high ratings to boredom in this period. And uh, overall, the subjects said they enjoyed activities like reading and listening to music about twice as much as thinking. This makes sense, okay? Then, next piece of the study... For 15 minutes, the participants left, the, the team left participants alone in a lab room in which they could push a button and shock themselves if they wanted to. <laughs> the results were startling. <laughs> Even though all participants had previously stated they would pay money to avoid being shocked with electricity, 67% of the men, and this is interesting, 67% of the men and 25% of the women chose to inflict it on themselves rather than just sit there quietly and think. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just thinking we should install little buttons at each of your cushions. You you could shock yourselves if you're (laughs) thinking, if you're controlled by obsessive thoughts. There we go. 
<laughs> so, yes, we have a conflicted relationship with our thoughts. And fortunately, as meditators, we can learn a new relationship. It's possible to learn a new relationship with our thoughts. Uh, I think this really speaks to how people feel that their thoughts control them. You know, people feel that it's like, you know, even in this study when they were given the option to think about something in particular, you know, people um, in general don't like being left alone with their thoughts. And here we are. You know, this is what we're doing here. We're, we're spending two weeks left alone with our thoughts. So, you know, it's no wonder we're, we're struggling, right? You know, <laughs> most people would be shocking themselves left and right, you know. So, how do we work with this? What do we do? Um, the first thing to recognize is thoughts are not the enemy. I mean, this, we have an additional piece of conflictedness with meditating in that we do think sometimes we think we're not supposed to think we think that meditation's about getting rid of thoughts we're not trying in, in certain kinds of meditation you know definitely certain kinds of meditation the one pointed focus of concentration we do move towards a state where thoughts begin to stop they they and and can stop entirely and so, you know, having that as a kind of an idea in our minds, just coming into the practice of meditation, we think that's where we're headed. We're supposed to, in meditation, we think we're supposed to, in meditation, move to a space where we think, stop thinking. And again, you know, if that were the, if that were the agenda um, and the purpose of meditation, we wouldn't really be able to carry it into much of our daily lives. And so here on this retreat... We, um, we explicitly work with thoughts in a way to encourage awareness of thoughts. So we're not trying to stop thinking. We are trying to become aware of thinking. Thoughts are natural. The mind produces thoughts. You know, the eye sees objects, the ear hears sounds, the mind thinks thoughts, the mind experiences thoughts, the mind produces thoughts and experiences thoughts. The mind produces mind states and experiences mind states. And so the first, one of the first things to, to recognize when there is a thought that arises is just simply knowing this is a thought. Just the simple awareness. Remind, remind yourself this is just a thought. And just is a helpful word to stick in there. Because thoughts have a very delusive power to them. They uh, you know, fool us into believing their reality. They fool us into believing. Um, it's stunning. It is just stunning how thoughts can construct a reality in our minds. And then we believe that reality. You know, just even just walking down the street, I've seen, you know, just walking down the street, um, the mind kind of goes into a world of memory of thinking about something, and the mind can go so deeply into that that it actually believes that it's in that world, in that moment, in those moments. And then we wake up, it's like, whoa, wait a minute, I'm not actually having that conversation with that person. Here I am, walking down the street. So... The thoughts, because we 
go into the content, like Alexis said last night, we tend to go into the content. The content is really where the delusive power happens. We believe the content of the thought. And just so, just the simple recognition, a thought is occurring right now, begins to break into that uh, delusive power that thoughts have over us. This could happen with noting. Last night there was a little bit of a question around noting. And, and noting can be done in a way that's not, you know, trying to get rid of something. It can just simply be a recognition. And sometimes I do find noting helpful around certain certain thoughts, you know, just acknowledging this is what's happening. It's like, you know, this, this, um, this what's happening right now is just a thought. A kind of a reminder, a little bit of a reminder. And we can use that wisdom, you know, bringing in the wisdom of this is just a thought. The just piece kind of highlighting it's not reality. It's not what's happening. It's just a thought arising in the present moment right now. So that is like one of the first things, just as soon as you notice your thinking, you don't have to try to stop it. You don't have to try to stop it. But notice that a thought is happening in the present moment. That's what's going on right now. There's thinking happening in the present moment. And then it's if the thoughts are strong, which they can be, especially early in retreat, if the thoughts are strong, it can be helpful to... Um, Check in, you know, so, so yes, acknowledge it's a thought. And then, you know, often what our relationship is in meditation or habit in meditation is, oh, there was a thought. I need to come back to something. I need to come back to some other experience, the breath or sound or just anything, you know, you know, just kind of we, we try to detach ourselves from the thought and come back to being mindful. The arising of awareness, the knowing that you're thinking is mindfulness already. Now, because it is thought and because it has that delusive power, it often's got those tendrils, you know, those hooks for us to kind of pull us away. And, and yet the, there is the possibility of like we've woken up into thought and there we are, we know that we're thinking the, a place that I like to encourage people, rather than like trying to detach from the thought and come back to something else, hover in the space that the thought has created because thoughts are extremely powerful. If you even think a word, I could, I could pick a few choice words to drop into your mind and it would alter your experience in a second. This is what our thoughts do to us. Thoughts arise in the mind and they create a whole new world for us. And so when we wake up into thoughts, really helpful to kind of see if you can attune yourself to what the world is like now. What is the experience like now having been thinking? As I said yesterday, you know, I gave gave two different examples, one of wandering off into an argument, one of wandering off into thinking about dearly loved friends. In one case, the state that was created was a reactive, aversive state. In the other case, the state that was created was metta, love. So opening to the space that was created. So this is beginning to check in, particularly around strong thoughts, of 
you know, what, what's the impact that those thoughts have? And are they um, kind of being fueled by an emotion? And are the thoughts fueling an emotion? There's a, such a strong feedback between emotions and thoughts. And so this is part of noticing the process of thought. We see this interplay between thoughts and emotions. When we um, can kind of ground ourselves and, and be aware of the emotions that are related to thoughts, uh, often the thoughts release a little bit because sometimes emotions, if they're not acknowledged, if emotions are happening and they're not acknowledged, they're kind of like, uh, emo- uh, thoughts can sometimes be the flares that emotions send up to say, pay attention to me. And when we actually recognize, oh, what's actually going on here is that frustration is happening. Oh, frustration is happening. And all of these thoughts are about trying to control the frustration. So thoughts can both be created by emotion and thoughts can create emotion. So noticing that cause and effect relationship between emotions and thoughts is a really important part of looking at the process of thinking. So that's all I'll say about thoughts right now. There's a lot to say about thoughts, about working with thoughts. Um, So the key piece, notice it's just a thought. And as you see that, you know, as you see that, um, how does it impact your experience to know that it's just a thought? How does that impact your experience? And check your relationship to your thoughts. A really important piece. So let's do a meditation.